before we start episode two of Aces on Bases, I just want to say on behalf of everybody here at Aces on Bases, we want to send our condolences to the friends and family of Minnesota bench coach Mike Bell, who passed away earlier today, March 26th at age 46 from cancer. Let's take a moment of silence for Mike Bell. Yeah, some un- some unfortunate news from the baseball world. I mean, we're going to we're going to touch on the Blue Jays injury report throughout this episode, but this one this one's bigger. Minnesota Twins lose a part of their organization. Baseball loses loses a, a great person in in Mike Bell. Unfortunately, he passed away as I said right off the top there at age 46 after a battle with cancer. So we do again want to send our condolences to his friends and family as well as the Minnesota Twins organization. Having said that, this episode we are going to try to stay on track a little bit better than we did on the first episode as we do a preview going into the Blue Jays 2021 season and again, on behalf of Aces on Bases, I, I, I want to thank everybody who tuned into that first episode. As of this recording, and we're recording this on March 26th, we have 54 downloads for the first episode, which for me, that blows my mind. 54 downloads in, what, four days. So I, and we've got a lot of positive feedback on Twitter so appreciate everybody that's given us feedback, everybody that's listened. On this week's episode, it is going to be myself, Blue Jays memes. We are once again joined by Lewis the Jays kid. We have no doubt Detmers and one of the regular guest hosts that will be coming in and out whenever he's available, Noah. Noah, say hello to the audience. Hey, I'm Noah. Um, I've been a huge Jays fan, man. Jays fan my whole life, and super excited to get started. Excellent. Have you done any podcasts in the past, Noah, or is this your first? This is my first ever, so definitely excited. Awesome. Welcome. I think you're going to have a good time. So, Lewis and Detmers, do you guys want to say a quick hello to everybody? Hey, guys. I was pretty surprised to hear the news that we got like 50 downloads on the first couple days i was like well that's pretty interesting that's pretty cool yeah i'm super excited for that so i'm ready to continue doing this it's really fun yep the numbers certainly look good just like vlad's numbers at a spring training so you know it's looking (laughs) optimistic (laughs) love it love it what's not looking optimistic as i said right off the top 
A bunch of injuries hitting the Jays over the past week. We've got George Springer out right now. Kirby Kirby Yates is out for the entire year. He just had Tommy John surgery. Who wants to go first on the injury front? I you know what? Yeah, you, go, sure. no, you go. Perfect. I guess I'll start. It's a lot of big blows a couple of days ago. That was all immediate, all the news coming out. A little scary. Luckily, it seems as though Springer and Ray are going to be back very soon and fine. Yeah, Ray was uh, the other one that I that I couldn't remember. Yeah, but um, losing Yates hurts a lot. And there's a lot of reports coming out that he didn't do great with with his physical offseason. He agreed to a one-year $9 million deal with Atlanta before they backed out. And then the Jays initially agreed to the full 8.5 mil guaranteed. But then after his physical, took it down to only 5.5 mil guaranteed. So it was a risk-reward thing. If I can go back, if I was in charge, I'd probably take the risk again, considering his upside. But it sucks. But it's still a very deep group in the pen. Yeah, I, I'd have to agree there. Like, I'd take that risk nine times out of ten. Like, when you have the chance to get, you know, an elite reliever for such a low cost, even with such, I don't know, cumbersome history with injuries you have to take that chance. And as you said, the bullpen still is a very strong group, you know, headed by Romano, Dolis, who was unbelievably good out of nowhere last season, Joel Piamps, who's the AL reliever of the year. It's in the bag. Yeah, and, you know, it's, a, it's still... <laughs> you're, you're predicting that one right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm saying it. Piant, the Red Sox are going to regret it. <laughs> And just, I just need to ask you guys this on a serious note. Do you guys think what's an over under at Piams being claimed on waivers on two point five this year? What do you What do you guess? Uh, it's, I'm going with the over on that one. That's like an easy I, bet. I'm going with like two. I'm gonna I'm gonna say he's gonna get claimed twice. I don't think he's gonna be all over Drake level journeyman. Remember Oliver Drake yeah. that one season? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, he was everywhere, like every two weeks. Except, like, Payam is that for half the season. Yeah, that's true. I don't even... I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Lewis. I'm going to go the over on this one. Yeah, yeah. he's going he's gonna to go back to Arizona. Then he's going to go back to Boston. Then he's going to come back. He's going to go to Boston again. Then he's going to come back. And then he's going to go to Arizona, and that's where he's going to win the AL Reliever of the Year. Yeah, that's The cycle of life. He's going <laughs> to win the AL Reliever of the Year. In the NL. <laughs> exactly. Somehow, That's how good he is. Breaking glass ceilings <laughs> all the way in Arizona. You know? <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So how does the rest of the bullpen fill out? I mean, we uh, we see Romano, who I think is going to get the most saves on this team. And if it isn't going to be him, it's going to be Dolis. I was about to say Anthony Bass, but I didn't. <laughs> we don't have him anymore. He's been replaced by Tyler Chatwood. And uh, I really like that Tyler Chatwood signing, by the way. He's been doing great this spring. His spin rate's really high, and we all know Pete Walker has the, the golden touch, so he can pretty much fix any pitcher on the face of the planet. The rest, it's a bunch of Baraki, who's absolutely fantastic from the left side and can be a very good weapon, a bit of a Miller light out, out there in St. Louis. That's it. not the beer, the player. Um <laughs> 
And then the rest of the bullpen is kind of going to be a rotation of guys from the minors. I mean, we've got A.J. Cole, Francisco Liriano, Tim Mays is coming back from Tommy John surgery. What are they going to look like? I think this bullpen is one of the best in the American League because of its combination of high-end stuff and its depth. So I really like the bullpen. What do you guys think of it? Yeah. You go, Noah. You go. Yeah, I just wanted to add in that it seems annually the Jays will always find some guys that were like no names to average and then turn them into very, very good out of the pen. And during the rebuild years, we did that with Phelps already. And then we did that with Hudson, we flipped them. And then last year with Dolis and these pickups with Phelps and Chatwood, like they've done exceptional in spring. Chatwood's been great Ireland today where... He got hit around, but that's bound to happen eventually after going seven one-hit innings in spring, so it looks pretty good. Yeah, I think it's safe to say we can get on the Shatkins train of how they're making good decisions. I think they're just making good decisions everywhere with the signings that they've made. Like Coming into this season, I did not know a single person in our bullpen besides Ryan Barucki. <laughs> I honestly didn't know a single person. So it was, Don't be it was, it was good to see. Don't be ashamed. It, it, it was all of us at some point, man. Because the, the thing that the the worry that I originally had is how much bullpen depth is this team going to have? But, like, I, I was worried we'd have to go to, like, Brian Baker and Ty Tice. Ty Tice is getting absolutely shelled in spring training. Like, d- didn't he, like, implode today? Or am I thinking of the wrong guy? No, he, he – Tice was, like, pitched, like, in, like a, a third of an inning today, but – and in his first outing against Detroit, he gave up five runs on, like, one out. So. F- five runs against Detroit. Yeah. The Tigers. That, that says a lot. Like, Anthony Castro is going to be a piece in the minors. Tim Meza is going to be in the minors. Likely Cole and Bergen are going to be in the minors. Right? So when you think of how much depth in order to sustain, like, in order to have, you know, bounce back room from possible injuries like Yates we already had enough depth and we'll have a lot of depth throughout the season. So I think that'll bring a lot of strength to the team. Yeah. And an extension on that is that later in the year, we're going to see Simeon's Wood Richardson come up and maybe unexpectedly we could see Manoa come up and they are going to be very useful out of the pen. If we use them, we could be like a Sanchez situation. And then we're also not talking about pitchers like Kay and Merriweather and Hatch who are going to see bulk innings out of the bullpen. I know this Yates injury hurts us, but it's not as bad as it looks. It gives a lot of opportunities for us to see how strong this bullpen really is without that elite with that elite closer being missing. Exactly. I think that Anthony Kay could fill a really interesting role as a higher leverage, kind of like a, a long reliever that they put in kind of high leverage situations where you want like closing out the game in three or two innings. I feel like he could really fit one of those spots and a lot of Blue Jays fans tend to, you know, Forget about Anthony Kay. When I, I, he can be an amazing major league piece. He has the stuff. Mm-hmm. He's got basically he's got the he reminds me of kind of not to say that he pitched like Mark Burley, but he kind of does remind me of a Mark Burley that looks like Brett Cecil. Like that's the best description I can give out of him. Yeah, we haven't seen a good K yet. We have not seen a good K yet, but there's definitely something there. What do you think, Blue Jays memes? Listen. 
Listen, I, I think we're going to see a good K, and I'm not going to go with Anthony K. I'm going to go with a man whose name starts with the letter K. And my pick, I'm, I'm going to be bold here, my pick for AL Reliever of the Year, if baseball history has taught me anything, it's that relievers with, like, wild hair or wild facial hair will come up, have, like, a year and a half of good pitching and then never be heard from again. And this is the year of Kirby Sneed. Kirby Sneed is going to be exactly what this bullpen needs. That's a bold claim. I have to look up who Kirby Sneed is. It would have been the year of the Kirbys. Damn, it could have been. Imagine if Kirby Sneed takes over the closer role from Kirby Yates. That's my prediction right there. I'm familiar with Sneed, but I have no idea what he looks like. Like I've been on his page hundreds Holy of times. Holy moly! Like, oh, he was like he was all over Twitter the other day because I think he got his first appearance in spring training a couple of days ago, <laughs> and everyone was just talking like about his hair. Noah Syndergaard. <laughs> he does. He he looks like a fatter Noah Syndergaard. Wow, that's incredible. That's well, Noah Syndergaard mixed with. Justin Miller. We signed Justin yeah. Miller last year, right? This dude yeah. looks identical. Wow, that's incredible. Kirby Sneed, man. Just okay. watch out for Kirby Sneed. He's 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 gonna be he's gonna be our savior this year. Yeah, and it just goes on how much depth we have. I mean There's holy Jackson moment. Reese down there too. Jackson Reese is getting older and he's awesome. How about, but... how about Brian Baker? He was throwing He's how's, that UC, how's that UCL injury going? I oh, yeah. I think Guerrero hit a bomb. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, he's for, actually he did. It. Yeah. It's not just bubbles. Solo home run in the bottom of the eighth as we record this. Obviously, so. Bravik Valera, the greatest hitter of all time, is up to bit, up at the plate. <laughs> um, so. I can't see are, this ending in uh, any other way than a ground ball to the second baseman. Just that's signature Bravik Valera. <laughs> All right. Detmers, we're off track again. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> okay. Well, I take now- responsibility. Oh my gosh, Valera just hit a two on home run, by the way. <laughs> what? He really did, yeah. Come on. No way. He's making a case, man. Because no you know, way. He did, yeah. The Blue Jays now now trail five to four. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, that's pretty yeah, fantastic. That's a moment to remember. That's pretty fantastic. No, it's, yeah, Springer ain't making the opening day roster, roster with Valera hitting home runs. Yeah, <laughs> He's going to find his way down to the New Hampshire Fisher Cats and is going to be a great mentor to players yeah. like Forrest Wall. Exactly. Yeah. But in all serious though, Valera, he is out of options and panic they announced that he's going to make the team. So hopefully he clears waivers because I don't want this to be another Urshela situation again where he gets traded for cash and then pops off. Yeah. Well, the outfield's so deep that even if we do lose Valera, it probably won't be that big a hit. Yeah, I don't think he's turning into Gio Urshela, Noah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. after your last claim about a granddad a second playing my yard, I don't know. <laughs> That's true. Update on that Vlad exit velocity, 114.4 miles per oh hour. Oh, my God. Nice. <laughs> Holy nice. Okay, that's great. Okay, back on topic. Let's talk about the pitching staff because we got a, we got a system going. Let's talk about the pitching staff. Okay, Pete Walker... Uh, I, I, I trust this guy with absolutely Build the anything. statue. 
I, I honestly, <laughs> if he he looks like you solved. I think we've lost him. God oh, well. damn it again, Walker! Don't. <laughs> we've lost him again. No. That's it. He's off the show now. <laughs> You're off the show. I'm Get back, Detmers. Okay, go on, go on. <laughs> yeah, but I, I really trust Pete Walker. Like they, he seems to have figured out at least some of the problems that Ray and Matts were having. They, they, they've both been lights out, if with the exception of today. <laughs> like today is an exception to every rule with the, you know Valera, with Tice, with all those guys. But it's it's so interesting how vital of a role Pete Walker is going to play this season. Because with this pitching staff, it's constructed in such a unique way where you basically have every single stereotype of pitcher. You have like the crafty lefty that doesn't throw heat but has got amazing command in Ryu, right? Who's your ace? He's 102 and is as tall as hell. You've got the guy that throws sinkers and two ground ball pitch. You got the ground ball pitcher in Mats, and then you got the high strikeout pitcher in Ray. Right, he's he's getting he's looking at all these archetypes, and if we could kind of make sure that at least those four pieces of the rotation will be steady, you know, not exactly you know insane, but at least steady and reliable, I feel like we'll be in a good spot. The fifth spot really comes down to if we add another pitcher, or if Tanner Rourke actually doesn't end up with a complete negative <laughs> war, you know. <laughs> Yeah, what I want to say is that we have a lot of... I was going through Twitter throughout this offseason. A lot of Jays fans were so mad about the Jays not right now trading for a frontline arm. And the Jays consistently find these guys that do well. Like, in the playoffs, this is not going to be the rotation. If we make the playoffs, if we're making a run, which I think will be in contention for a playoff spot... I think Oh, we're winning the East. Really we're winning the East this year. No. That would be good, honestly. <laughs> we'll see. We just got to stay healthy. We, the Yankee, we can't reverse the injury rules with the Jays and the Yankees, right? Yeah. If anyone, ideally, no one gets injured. But if it had to be any team, it probably best-case scenario would be the Yankees. Well, Judge and Stanton are both probably going to miss games this year because they always do. <laughs> Neither one of them can stay healthy. But... Yeah, I, th- I think, I mean, I said it on the first episode, and I, I stand by it. I think the Jays, if they can stay relatively healthy, because obviously injur- injuries are going to happen, but if it, if they can stay relatively happy, or healthy, sorry, the I, I said happy because Forrest Wall just tripled in Danny Jansen, and the Blue Jays have tied the Phillies 5-5, five to five, but... Um, Forest Wall, nice. <laughs> and Blair on Wall. What's going? Well, Wall's been great, but I wouldn't have expected them to be the ones to come up clutch right now. <laughs> Best piece in that Rockies trade, man. Spangenberger got us Chase Anderson, which basically resulted in many therapy trips for many Blue Jays fans. So, but but yeah. yeah, no, I think I think if we can stay relatively healthy. And if we don't, I mean, obviously we've lost Kirby Yates for the season, but if we can go without any other significant long-term injuries, I think we have a good enough team to make a run as AL East champions. Yeah, and the offense obviously is good. The offense could be the best in the division. Oh, for sure. This offense is better than the White Sox now, because for sure, because they lost... They lost Jimenez. 
Oh yeah, oh, he. So now, that. now Grichik might even be a, in play for the White Sox. That so could... sorry, sorry, PW Frank, your boy, your boy Grich might be going. I've got to say, I might be one of three Blue Jays fans who would want to keep Grichik. I, I'm I'm really? one of those three. I'm one of those three. I want to. Keep I am Richard. not one of those three. <laughs> Listen, I I don't have a preference. That ten million dollars, but but I mean, like, what can you what can you do? I mean, if if Springer goes down with an injury like he has now, who are you chucking out there? Boris. Jonathan Davis. Whoa. I love Jonathan Davis and all, <laughs> but Grichik's Grit, the man. Come on. Yeah, I, 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 I put my faith in Forrest. <laughs> But there's my thoughts on Grichik. Like, he's underrated. Like, yeah, he's very, 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 very streaky. But like, his defense is holy moly. Brilliant. Streaky is an understatement. Exactly, but so he, is Talat. He, he carried sub three hundred on base clips for like two years. I don't know how anybody still has faith in this guy. I get that he has some power. I get that he's a bat. Like, the, the, the only good thing about him is that he's a bat, right? He's a guy that can produce decent offensive value, even though it's actually not great compared to replacement level. Well, I think here's the thing. Like, the DH is pretty open. Like, Vladdy has shown in spring he can play third occasionally. It's going to probably circulate between Telez and Rich. And both of us are the streakiest bats on our team. I'd so, much rather have Telez there, though. With, with, with Telez's peripherals are pristine compared to Grichik's. Grichik's are, like, at the bottom of the combo spin. That's very true. But then there's also, they're both hot-cold, hot-cold. So you got to play based on who's doing better at the time. And also, if one of Teoscar, he went down with an oblique injury last year, Loris or Springer go down at any point... I don't know if I'm comfortable with Davis or Policios being a go-to guy for like a month or two. And the only reason I see us getting rid of Grichik if we are bringing in an elite arm. I do not want to give, be giving him away for something for the future. I want to be bring. If I'm giving Grichik away, I'm getting, I'm getting Sonny Gray. I'm getting Luis Castillo. I'm getting Kyle Hendricks. Hey. I'm getting something like that. Maybe not Castillo. Grichik's value is near negative. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say who, who who do you add to a package to get those players? Because you're not you're not getting any of them one on one for Grichik. Yeah, you need to add like Austin Martin in order to balance out that negative because the only team that's shown any interest in him was ironically the Dodgers like as a platoon option with AJ Pollock that even they were asking for more than Gritchick like I honestly teams do not like this guy just and like so outlook we're we just stuck. can't get rid of him so it's yeah. fine we're stuck with him well let, let, let me ask you guys this this who do you guys think is going to be the breakout pitcher for the Jays and the breakout hitter for the Jays we'll start with Lewis then we'll go Noah and then we'll go Detmers Breakout hitter, for me, I really want Lourdes to just show the league that he is a prim, a premium left fielder. I really think that he can, you know, just be better than what he has been. I mean, what was it? Since 2019, he has had the second best slugging percentage in left field. The only person above him is Juan Soto. 
So there is definitely something there with Loris. He's always been good, but I think this is a season he's great, and I'm and I'm going for him. I really want it. And if it isn't Lourdes, I'm going to Oscar there, just because I need him to repeat. And what about for pitchers? For, for pitchers, uh, when you say breakout, does that mean they've been been good before, but now they're bad, or they're just all bad? Way? What do you mean it, by break? It, it could be it could be either of those. However, you want to take it. It could be somebody that's been bad their whole career and is just, and you think they're just you're they're gonna find it. Or somebody who's been good in the past and has had a couple of off years and is going to refind that whatever it was that they had in the past. Well, that's pretty much the whole staff, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Just someone who's been good ages ago. <laughs> I, th- I think I'm going Matt's here. I okay. kind of want him to be good. I really do. I feel like I really kind of want to swindle the Mets, turn Sean Reed Foley into a legitimate starter. I think that would be great. I'm going Matt's here. I want him to be good. And he has been good in spring, so we'll see how we go. All right. And and Noah, who's your who's your hitter? Who's your pitcher? Well, for offense, I think there's only one obvious answer, and that's Vladdy. I think this is a year. This is the first time where he's came in and worked hard in the offseason. He sort of, because of all the hype around him, I feel like it was going to come naturally. I feel like he felt like it was going to come naturally to him. I agree with that. He goes. He goes and sees Tatis, who is number two, do what he's doing and sort of become not the face of baseball, but the face of baseball at the same time. And he sees guys like Soto, who have also come out and done insane. I think this is when he realized, like, I can do this. This is the time I have to do it, especially when he's going to go into arbitration next year to start increasing his income. So he worked hard this offseason, lost like 42 pounds. And I think and he's tearing the cover off the baseball this spring. So I think it has to be Vladdy. And on the um, the pitching side of things, I'm going to have to agree that Steven Matz is going to be that guy because Ray to end the season last year was good. I think he'll continue that trajectory. I think there's going to be, like, them two will break out equally. But I think Matz, because he was a train wreck last year, absolute train wreck, I'd have to, I'd have to say, like, this year I think he could do. He can take a bigger jump than Ray does from last year to this year. So off the pick, Matt. All right, and Detmers, what about you? If um, Detmers is there. I, I don't want to have the exact same answers as Noah did, but <laughs> you know what? I'm pretty much on the same page as him <laughs> with both. I feel like both Guerrero and Matt's would be my picks. He explained them. I'm not going to waste your time. Yeah, no, and I I think we're in agreement on that. I'm actually surprised that... Lewis didn't go with Vlad. I'm I'm glad he I'm glad he didn't because it would have been boring if all four of us went Vlad Matz, but I definitely agree. I do think Vlad's gonna have a breakout year. And I think I think Matt's like I said on on the last podcast, I've been to I've been to a couple games at City Field for the New York Mets in the in the past couple of seasons when I've traveled to New York. I've been to four games, and Matt's happened to start two out of the four games that I've been to. And, I mean, he he was lights out in, in both games, and in both games, pretty much Familia came in <laughs> in the later innings and completely fucked up the game for the Mets. They, they ended up holding on for wins each time. But Matt's has a lot of potential, and he has had that potential for years. He's just been inconsistent. And hopefully Walker has has 
helped him find that consistency. And I'm I'm really hoping and expecting a, a big breakout year for for Stephen Matt. I'm glad we're on the same page that we're not expecting anything from Tanner Roark this year. (laughs) I think Walker is one of the best pitching coaches in baseball, but I just think with the guys that he's helping, they have the tools. Like, Ray has always had this stuff of velocity, same with Matt. And then there's Roark. And, like, you have to realistically think, what's his ceiling, especially in the AL East? Where in the NL, which he's been his whole career... There's not, there's more pitcher-friendly ballparks, you know, and you go from there to the ALEs, and then, like, I, I can't expect much of him. I don't expect him to be as bad as he was last year, but I, I can't I can't expect much of him at all. All right, let me ask you guys this. Who on the Blue Jays do you think will either win awards at season's end or will be in the, in, in, top five of voting for awards at season end which players and which awards we'll start with noah this time um, well all right my first pick is vladi will be in the top five mvp voting maybe you know what my bold prediction is Vladi will win mvp i just think as a jace fan i have to say that i also think that Ryu is going to be in the Cy young as usual hopefully he can continues that I don't see any gold gloves this year. I think I don't think I don't see Lord as getting the gold glove nomination again. And I think Teo will get another silver slugger. I also think at the same time George Spring will also finish top five in MVP voting. And yeah, that that's those are probably my predictions on that front. All right, Lewis, what about you? You know, I think almost every single person on this team has a chance to win a silver slugger, which is crazy. Yeah. I I have I'm going Man, this is a tough one, but I think Teoscar is going to have a higher MVP, more MVP votes than Vlad this year. That's my prediction. I'm not sure if you guys like that or not. I think Teoscar has a really good ability to, to just repeat what he did last year, have a fully healthy season, and possibly do better than what we all expect Vlad to do. Not sure what you guys think of that. I, I think I'm with Noah here. There are going to be no gold gloves. Anyone's going to do it, it's going to be Lourdes, or we get an absolute miracle from either George Springer or Bo Bichette, which won't happen. That's pretty much all I have. Uh, all I got right now. All right, what I about have, you, Detmers? I have a lot of, yeah, so I got a lot of similar predictions. I think Guerrero's definitely, I, I have Guerrero and Soto as your MVPs for the 2022, uh, 2021 season. I, I, I think he gets it. I've got a lot of faith in Vlad. But apart, aside from Vlad, the obvious, and Springer getting MVP votes. I see Kevin Biggio really becoming one of the better second basemen, if not becoming the best. I could easily see him, you know, going for a silver slugger this year. Whoa. No, you know, obviously he does have problems hitting, you know, anything over 97 miles per hour as really amplified within the wild card series against the Rays. Yeah, but I, I do see a Biggio kind of playing that role while prob- going for, you know, a silver slugger. But other than, you know, Biggio Guerrero Springer, I think that the award count will be a little lower than we might expect this season. But maybe an, uh, a comeback player of the year for, you know, Steven Matz, as we were saying, even though that really should be on lock to Trey Mancini after his, you know, amazing battle. But those would be my heart. I, as, lo- as long he, as, as, long as Trey can, can stay healthy and he, he doesn't get hit with a... Uh... 
with a second wave. I know I know it's gone into remission, but as long as it doesn't come back and he, he stays healthy, which hopefully, fucking hopefully he does, then yeah, I, I don't see anybody other than Trey Mancini winning Comeback Player of the Year award. Yeah, exactly. I think that the other thing I'm going to say is with Tay Oscar, yes, Tay Oscar's going to do well this season. Like, everything points to him doing very well, especially his, you know, his exit velos, his strikeout rates improve. But the only thing is there there are a lot of outfielders in the AL, and there are outfielders on this team who could easily outpace Hernandez. Like, I, I think definitely Springer will, and even Gurriel has a chance, right? So... I feel like he's not going to be in Silver Slugger contention for this year, partly because we were in such a strong AL, you know? That's fair. I I, I think both Springer and Vlad are going to finish top five in MVP. And if Vlad has the big breakout year that I'm expecting and hoping for, I think he wins it. Again, I, I think it was Lewis that said Ryu will finish top five in Cy Young. I got to agree with that. I think I think Matt's has that potential to finish top five if he if he can pitch as good as he's capable of and sustain it throughout the season. And if my prediction of the Jays winning the AL East is correct, then I think that's going to give Charlie Montoyo top five voting in in manager of the year i don't think he's gonna win it because no no fucking jays manager since bobby cox in 85 has won manager of the year even though cito gaston probably should have won it in 1989 and probably again in 92 and 93 but yeah i i don't i don't think i i don't think charlie's gonna win manager of the year but but if if the Jays do manage to win the AL East, and only only if they manage to win the AL East, I think he'll he'll finish top five in in Manager of the Year voting. Yeah, yeah. I, well, he did this year. Yeah, he was yeah, he finished third. So surprising. I think he could repeat that because I think Montoya is generally hated with Jays fans, and I I I, I think he's overhated. Even though I'm not a fan with him. I think. He just, as the players did last year, learned. Like, he went from putting, in the opening series, which I'm still mad about right now, putting in Sam Gaviglio in that, <laughs> in that whole situation against Tampa. I'm also still mad about him putting Fonts in the 10th against Atlanta, where NCR to hand a walk-off. Dude, you, have oh, a, I- you had a Wilmer Font birthday cake. You shouldn't be talking. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 was, that was pretty funny. But, like, I think now... I think he's he improved last year, and I think the bullpen management is going to be better this year. Well, I mean that's the thing too, right? Like this is only his third year as a as a major league manager, so I mean he's he's had some learning some learning curves that he's had to go through. So yeah, I I I think he was a little bit better last year than he was in 2019. And I'm hoping he can improve upon that and do bigger and better things with the with the Blue Jays this year. But as I said, I don't think he gets top five if they don't finish first in the AL East. He got he got three last year, and I think that's because people weren't really expecting much from the Jays. And because of the whole situation with COVID and the fact that they played their entire season on the road, because, you know, let's be honest, even though Buffalo was our 
was our home for last year, it's still not realistically our home. Although, shout out to the Bisons organization. We certainly appreciate you guys allowing us to use your your field to house us last year. And, and that's why I think expectations are going to be higher for him this year. And if he doesn't lead the team to the AL East Championship, I don't see him getting votes for Manager of the Year. But having said that, we are at about 45 minutes so far in this recording. So we're going to start to wind down a little bit. So let me start with Detmers on this one. Are the Jays going to make the playoffs in 2021? Yes or no? I think so, yeah. How far do you think they're going? Okay, my my personal prediction is it's going to be another ALCS loss. I feel like we make a wild card spot, and then we win the ALDS of 2016. Okay, and Lewis, what about you? Do we make the playoffs? How far do we go? Okay, well, two predictions. First one, small one, Kirk makes the opening day roster. And if that happens, then I have us winning the World Series. <laughs> well, I mean, if um, if Kirk makes the opening day roster, you may as well just give him World Series MVP on opening day. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So, in all honesty, I, I, I see it tough for us to get out of a wild card round. I know I'm being brutal there, but I haven't seen us trade for a top-end starter. So my answer is going to be very different a couple hours after the trade deadline. So come back to me later. I'm currently saying we don't get out of a we get to a wild card but get kicked out in the first round. But come back to me later and my answer will be very who very Who would different. kick us out? Who, who uh, would beat well, us in a one game? You well, think the White the, Sox would? Could, you think the Twins the, would? Twins or White Sox could do it. Detmer <laughs> seems so offended. Detmer seems so offended by Lewis's answer Listen, on this. I know I'm a big Jays fan, but I'm also a realist. <laughs> the the Italian in Detmers is ready to fight somebody right now. <laughs> and there's also there's all don't don't yell at me, but there's also a part of my brain that has the Rays maybe being better than us. But they just lost lost Nick Anderson, so I'm taking I'm taking it back. I'm taking it back. They're not better than us. I'm taking that back. You said some rough stuff too, Detmers. You've said some rough stuff too. All right, let let, yeah, let, let let's 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 get to, I take it back. Let's let's go to Noah on this one. Noah, do the Jays make the playoffs? How how do do they go if they do? Listen, I try my best to be an optimistic Jays fan, and I think I'm sometimes too optimistic, but I don't care because right now I'll say this. I'm not going to predict exactly how far we go, but I'm going to say we make a wild card spot. I think should, I think the White Sox will win their division. I think we'll end up playing Minnesota, and I think we beat them. I think I'm going to disagree with Lewis here and actually say that we have the best chance of winning a wild card series because if we advance deeper... I know moves will come with the deadline, but as it stands right now, I don't know how pitching would hold up over a five to seven game series. But right. in a one game, we already have Ryu, and our offense is already stacked. So if Ryu doesn't repeat how we did last year in the wild card, and if our offense, now our offense is much better. We got Springer, we got Simeon, and people are taking steps forward. So I think, I'll say we make it past the wild card. That's, that's what my prediction will be. That makes sense. That makes sense. I th- Yeah. I guess you're right. We are kind of built for a wild card. We got one ace at the top, and that kind of falls off there. So, yeah, I, I'll take it back. We we make it past the wild card, but 
you're going to have to see a whole lot done at the deadline for me to say that we're going anywhere past that. Well, yeah, I agree. Actually. I I'm I'm going to go with Detmers. I I say we get to the ALCS and probably lose in the ALCS just like 2015 and 2016. I mean, if if we're in that playoff position by the trade deadline, there's no doubt in my mind that we're going to trade to get extra help. I mean, we did it last year by picking up Taiwan Walker, and I think Ray was a trade deadline pickup last year as well, mm-hmm. if memory serves me For correctly. Travis Bergen. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, I mean, if we're in that position at trade deadline day, which I believe we will be, I, th- w- I think we're definitely going to add depth to try to help us make that run. But I, I've got to agree with, with Detmers and say, I think we're going to make it to the LCS, but we're going to be set up for heartache and we're not, uh, we're not going to make it past the LCS this year. We are going to have plenty of World Series in our future with Vlad, Bo, Bichette, and, and Springer. I just don't see it being this year. Let me start with Noah on the next question because myself, Detmers, and Lewis gave our predictions of how we think the standings are going to look at the end of the season for the AL East. So, Noah, how do you... Maybe walked it off. He walked it off. He did. We walked off the game. We walked it off. We just walked off the game. It was uh, Urena. Urena, I think. (laughs) Yeah, Richard Urena, singles in the bomb of the night. In Blue Jays history. (laughs) (laughs) What are the odds? Noah, how do you think the AL East is going to finish? Like, what do you think the standings are going to look like, one through five? And then. Again, we'll stay with Noah. Let me know how many wins you think the Blue Jays are going to finish with this year. And then we'll go to Detmers and Lewis to get their prediction on how many wins they think the Jays will finish with this year. But because you weren't part of the podcast last week, Noah, where do you, what do you think one through five in the AL East looks like? And how many wins do you think the Blue Jays have? All right. So I'm going to go Baltimore five, Boston four, Tampa three, Toronto two, in New York, in New York, one. Okay, and how many wins do you think the Jays pick up this year? I'm. Oh, this is tough. I'm gonna have to say, ninety-two. <laughs> ninety-two and a second-place finish. Okay. That's you know, optimistic. I'm going, holy moly. I'm going big here. Oh, if you I think, think that if if you think that's optimistic, just wait until you get to my prediction. Anyways, Detmers, how many wins are the Jays getting this year? I'm I'm gonna hit it at 89. I feel like this is an 89 win team. Okay, Lewis. I feel like if, if sorry, fi- finish your thought, Detmers. No, don't worry about it. Don't worry. <laughs> I was gonna say like if if we pick up pitcher, if we, if we go out and basically get a Herman Marquez, get a John Gray or someone else that'll be able to anchor down that one more spot in the rotation, I feel like this could definitely hit 89 to 90 wins. All right, and Lewis, what about you? I haven't really thought about it too much. I have it in the 85 to 90 category. I think that's the, I feel like that's the range for this team. Below 85 is a failure of a season, and above 90, something went wrong with the Yankees. So <laughs> I'm sitting right in there. I'll go right in the middle. 87 wins. I think that sounds perfect. And if something goes great with rotation, if we find a diamond in a rough like Shatkins seem to always do, I think we'll be fine. All right. I have to 
And if you guys yeah. thought Noah was bold, I've already predicted the a- that the Jays are going to win the AL East. So I have to go with a with a win prediction that I think is going to get them the AL East. So I'm going to go with the Jays having a 95 win season in 2021. Dude, I like that's, it. That's I like 2015. It. That's a 2015 record. Does and Cole get injured? What? <laughs> no, I, I, I like that. I like that a lot. You know what? You go, yeah, you go bold or go home. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's a great pick. That's a great, great take. Just I'd be- love to see that. Yeah, that uh, that would be fantastic. I mean, it might be more wishful thinking than anything, but in in my heart, that that's what I'm going with. But before we sort of wrap things up, I want to quickly look ahead past 2021 and into 2022. Two quick questions that I'll get your, your guys' answers on. We'll start with Lewis, then we'll go Detmers, and we'll go Noah. 2022, do we see the Universal DH come back full-time? And do we see the expanded playoffs like we did in 2020 come back for a regular basis? What was that second one again, sorry? The expanded playoffs. Expanded playoffs. All right. So the DH doesn't really affect us. Of course, I want it back in baseball. I mean, Zach Gallon just got injured because he was taking bunts and he was on my fantasy team. So that was annoying. <laughs> and then and, and I definitely want the DH back. It's important for baseball. But it doesn't really affect us as the Blue Jays. Imagine if we were a National League team. Oh, that would be worst-case scenario. I mean, do we lead the league in DHs? And then with the expanded playoffs? I mean, I think... Uh, I, I think okay. sorry, sorry to interrupt you for just one sec, but I think, I think it does kind of affect us. I mean, not, not right away. It's obviously not going to affect us in 2022 if it happens. But, you know, now you're going to have more teams fighting for DHs. So you're going to have more teams placing bids for guys to be DHing if you bring the national. So instead of competing with just 15 teams to bring in a a DH, you're competing with 30 teams now. Well, I don't think the Jays need to worry about that. I mean, we got young players. Oh, I I agree 100%. Like I said, for 2022, it's not going to be an issue. But down the road... It's it's deaf, but I that that was just my two cents, and I I, I apologize for interrupting. But uh, in, in in terms of the expanded playoffs, do you think they'll make a comeback in twenty twenty two? I'm gonna say no. I don't think they tested it out for some reason. It worked. I mean, the two best teams in baseball faced off, and the better team won. I don't know how that happened. I I don't think it'll stay. I don't think it will. All right, and Detmers, what about you? Oh, I think it's going to stay one hundred percent. I I feel like it's not going to be it's going not going to be the exact same format. How many teams was it this year? I forget. Was it sixteen or was it? Was, what was, yeah, I think it was sixteen. Eight, eight. Sixteen. Yeah, eight in each league. Yeah. I feel, I think it's going to be fourteen. I think they're going to do fourteen teams. 14 team uh, playoff format. I feel like it's good for the game in order to, you know, market to, you know, younger audiences. And I remember talking about this on my last podcast, you know, like if take the example of Marlins fans, right? The Marlins made the playoffs, right? A lot of Marlins fans wouldn't have really known, or a lot of people in Miami wouldn't have really known. Now they know guys on their team. Yeah. They, they bought the Marlins hat. They're, 
in on their journey. They're actually paying attention. They know who Sandy Alcantara is. They know who, I don't know why Cameron Misner came to head. He hasn't even started a game yet. But they know who their players are. And it's op- it opens up new markets for the teams. Because the more teams that make the playoffs, the more viewership there is and the more fans of each team will appear. So I believe that it is overall good for the game. And I feel like, you know, we should continue with the expanded playoffs to a certain degree. Maybe not at the 16-team mark, because then at some point there are going to be some really non-competitive teams yeah. that are going to be making the playoffs. But i go 14. Okay, so before before I get you to... Did you did you answer the DH? I think you said yes on DH, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes on DH. Okay, so then bef- before I move on to Noah, let me ask you this. Going from 14 from 16 teams to 14 teams, that means 7 teams in each league. So, I'm assuming that with that you're giving the team with the most wins in each league a buy for the first round? Yes. That that's what your thought process that was, what was kind of floated around okay. over the off season. If they were to return, okay, fair enough. And Noah, what about otherwise? There's no literally for like the seeding. Like if let's say the let's say if we were to finish first, right, we would get the which I don't think we're gonna do, but all power to us if we do. Like if we're the first seed in the AL or whatnot, we're it's gonna we're gonna be treated the same way as the last wild card team, which would would not really make sense. Yeah. So I, I feel like that structure is kind of equitable. All right, that's that's fair. Noah, does the DH return? Does the universal DH return, and does expanded playoffs return in twenty twenty two? I'm no- gonna have a very controversial a controversial take here. I think the universal DH will return. However, I like to see pitchers hit. I think I'm the only person in the world who does. <laughs> but interesting. I, I just like it. I don't know why. I've always found it interesting. I, I don't think you're the. I, I don't think you're the only person who does. But I think it's becoming more and more of the minority that enjoys seeing pitchers hit. But I, I also think that. A spe- I, I, I mean, there was a time and a, a place for pitchers did to he cut off. Yeah, yeah. He cut out. All right. We'll just hope he gets it. I'm just going to continue by it. Are you guys hearing me? All right, so, something happened. So I am going to just wrap it up and, and, and give my thoughts because I don't know what the hell just happened. I'm hearing them. Nope, they just cut out, and they're clearly not hearing me. So I am going to wrap it up. I'm going to say that the Universal DH does make a in 2022 as well as the Expanded Playoffs. I do enjoy the idea of, as Detmer said, of seven teams from each league with the with the number one seed getting a bye. I do like that. I do think it's long overdue for ex- expanded playoffs. As far as the Universal DH, I as I was starting to say, I I think I I, I think there was a time and a place for pitchers to to hit in in baseball. I think that time. I, I think that time has passed. Probably about twenty years ago. There's just so much money invested into pitchers this uh, at this point financially that I think pitchers should should focus on pitching rather than hitting. Bring in the universal DH. It's about twenty years overdue, 
And yeah, keep keep expanded playoffs. I think again, as Detmers was touching on, you know, it's good for the league for more play, for more teams to reach the playoffs because then their fan bases get to know them a little bit more, and it helps cr- create that fan base that the that baseball is trying to bring back or trying to add to. So with that being said, I have been discontinued disconnected now. I can see that. I have been kicked out of the server. So I seeing as how I'm the one doing the recording, fortunately, I will wrap things up. I want to thank Noah Lewis and Detmers for joining us this week. I'm sorry it cut off there right at the end. I think my internet might be out in the area because yeah, that's the signal I'm getting that the internet is down. So apologies for it cutting off right there at the end. But again, thank you for uh, thank you to Detmers, Noah, and Lewis. On behalf of all of us, we greatly appreciate you guys tuning into that first episode. For those of you who want to share this episode and want to let people know where they can find us, we are available on a lot of platforms right now. I I made sure that I put in the work to get on as many platforms as possible because I know everybody these days uses different platforms. So we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Amazon Music. Oh, I'm, I'm forgetting one. Oh, obviously our, our main source of upload is Podbean, acesonbases.podbean.com. So wherever you listen to your podcasts, you can find Aces on Bases. Just search for Aces on Bases in the podcast search bar. And if you want to give us a rating or a comment, we would greatly appreciate that. We appreciate all the feedback that we've gotten on Twitter over the first episode. And somebody left us a five-star review on the first episode. So whoever that was, thank you very much. Having said that, Whether you're listening to this in the morning, the afternoon, the evening, whatever time of day it is, where you are, when you're listening, we thank you for listening. We appreciate you listening. We'll talk to you next week. Happy birthday, Dad. Bye-bye. So just quick apologies to everybody for how the show just abruptly ended right there. And apologies to Noah, Detmers, and Lewis. Again, my internet crapped out. Uh, Apologies on that. Just completely went down. So the episode kind of got cut shorter than I think what we had intended. But we were pretty much near the end anyways. Having said that, I'm pleased to be joined once again this week with another post-interview with our friend in Switzerland, Michelle. So, Michelle, let me ask you some of the same questions that we discussed throughout this episode. Let's start off with how, how many wins do you think the Blue Jays are going to get this year? I see the Blue Jays winning about 87 games this year. 87. Interesting. Okay. That's roughly in line with with Detmers and Lewis. 
now in terms of the overall standings, how do you see the AL East finishing in terms of the rankings one through five? So my predictions for the AL East in 2021 is Yankees in first place, Rays in second, Blue Jays in third, Boston Red Sox in fourth, and the Baltimore Orioles will finish fifth. I just think the Rays will edge out the Blue Jays by one or two wins to get into the second position and maybe even make the playoffs because of that, unfortunately. <laughs> well, I I hate to say that I hope you're wrong, but on this one, I really hope you're wrong. I, I do expect the Jays to make a playoff push. We heard my prediction for it earlier in the in the episode. I went wild with a 95-win prediction, and the Jays win in the AL East. So I, I even if they don't win the East, I hope you're wrong, and I hope they end up overtaking Tampa for the sec- for the for the wild card position. Having said that, how do you think the playoffs are going to shape up? The playoff race in the American League will be very interesting this year, I think. We just have five spots, so the three division winners and two wild cards. And I think the Rays, Blue Jays, Twins, White Sox, and maybe even some A's or Angels from the West might go toe-to-toe for the two wild card spots, but I think... I think the Blue Jays will just miss out. They will be behind the race and also probably behind the runner-up in the AL Central because they're, yeah, they can beat up on the bad teams and then win enough games to make um, the playoffs. So unfortunately, no playoffs for the Blue Jays this year. Yeah, you're right about that one. The Central is probably one of the weakest divisions in baseball and the top two teams in that division are just going to get a chance to beat up on the weaker three teams over and over. So yeah, it's, it's going to be tough. Although I think, I think the wildcard teams are going to come from the American league East and the West. That's just my prediction. I would absolutely love to see the angels in the mix for, for a playoff spot. Trout is long overdue for a playoff appearance, so I really, really hope that the Angels are in the hunt for Mike Trout so he can actually get a chance to to have that playoff experience. Now, with the playoffs out of the way, let's predict some year-end awards. Do you think any Blue Jays are going to finish in top five voting for any of the awards? And if so... Which awards do you think they'll finish top five? And is anybody going to win any awards? I think we will have two Blue Jays in the top five of awards this year. Uh, one is Yanchin Ryu. I think he might get again into the, the Cy Young top five, probably again in the three to five range. But if he stays healthy, he's definitely um, a good bet on finishing in the top five. And the other one is uh, manager Charlie Montoyo. I really hope he wins the award at some point. I just don't see it this year. But I think he will get enough votes to finish in the top five. And for the other awards, I just don't see it yet. But I hope I'm proven wrong. All right. And lastly, looking ahead to 2022, I'll ask you the same questions that I asked the other guys during the episode. Do we see the return of the universal DH in 2022? 
And do you think there will be a return to expanded playoffs in 2022? I really hope that the Universal DH returns in 2022. Pitches are paid to pitch and not really to hit. And with a pitcher, it's just not worth the risk having them bat, especially when we have the DH in the American League already. So I really hope we see a Universal DH um, for the season 2022. Regarding the expanded playoffs, I don't think we will have uh, more teams in the playoffs with the new CBA, but I would like to have seven teams from each league make the playoffs, give an extra um, rest for the team with the best overall record in each league, and then have kind of three series to play in, and then have four teams yeah, for the divisional series etc are going on but i don't see it with the next cpa that we go with um, more playoff teams than we have right now all right well thank you for joining us again this week michelle i know you really want to do the live recordings with us at one point and we certainly want to have you if the time difference will allow it at some point down the road. In the meantime, we certainly do appreciate this post-tape stuff that you're doing with us. And for those of you listening, again, I cannot thank you guys enough for how successful you made the first episode. We appreciate all, all your kind words on social media. We've gotten a couple of reviews. We'll read them on the next episode. And like I said already, you can find us on most major podcasts and platforms at this point. We're available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, and a whole bunch of other different places. And with that being said, that's going to do it for this week. We look forward to the first week of real Blue Jays baseball. So until the next episode, thank you for listening. Bye. Got a diamond, you got nine men, you got a hat and a bat, and that's not all. You got the bleachers, got them from spring till fall. You got a dog and a drink and an umpire's call. What do you want? Let's play ball. Is that a fly ball or is it a seagull coming in from the lake? Just to catch the game, it's the last inning Our guys are winning Dave's put down a smoker, a strike And you got no doubt What do you want? Let's play ball It's a night game
Rangers and the Yankees too. We'll beat the Indians. We'll beat the Tigers. We'll beat the A's so bad. Gonna make Billy Blue. What do you want? Let's play ball.